Welcome to the Faith and Feelings Podcast. My name is Taylor Joy, and I'm passionate about helping you untangle and honor your emotions, authentically practice your faith, and integrate both into your everyday life so that you can experience the goodness and delight that comes from living in relationship with yourself, God, and others. Thank you for joining me. Let's get started. Welcome to the first episode of the Faith and Feelings Podcast. My name is Taylor Joy, and I'm an author, a speaker, and I'm also training to become a licensed therapist. I'm so glad you've joined me in this space. Whether you're listening to this episode on your drive to or from work or on a walk, I'm so grateful for your time, and I don't take it lightly. As we get started, I'd love to tell you a little bit about me and the story behind this podcast. If we've connected before, my guess is that it's probably been through my writing. I started writing at a really young age, and my first traditionally published book was released when I was 14. That book launched me on a path of writing for numerous publications during high school, and my most recent book on anxiety was released in November of 2022. From the time I was little, writing has been a way that I process my own emotions and experiences, and because of that, I always write from a place of struggle. From growing up as a missionary kid to being admitted into a residential treatment facility at 18 after experiencing an emotional health crisis, to my current work in clinical mental health counseling, my life up to this point has held so much good and a lot of hard. My story reflects the complexity of being profoundly shaped by both, as I'm sure that you have experienced too. Over the last few years, as my work has become more focused on emotional and spiritual health, I've recognized how both of these topics can touch on tender places in our hearts and lives. Last year, I transitioned into a space of writing and speaking more full-time, and I began praying about another way that I could connect with you more personally. I know that you come to this podcast with pain that I don't know about. I also come with struggles and pain that I'm working through today. This podcast has been a prayer dream, and slow work in progress. A podcast that I've been praying is a space for you and I to have honest conversations together, to be curious about the ways that our stories have shaped us, where mental health and faith intersect, and how we can continually move towards greater wholeness in Christ. So here's a little bit of what you can expect moving forward. I've designed the podcast with a primary goal in mind. I want to steward your time well. Ranging from 15 to 20 minutes, each episode will cover a topic related to our spiritual and emotional health, from how to cope with anxiety to relationships to what it looks like to grow in self-awareness. I'll blend spiritual truth with practical therapeutic tools aimed at helping us begin to implement small shifts into our daily lives. Each episode will also be released alongside a weekly substack, a Wednesday email, and reader's favorite that continues the conversation started here on the podcast. 
This paid subscription for just $5 a month includes personalized resources, recommended links, and reflection questions designed to help you process each week's episode more deeply, both individually and in community. You'll find more information about how to subscribe in the show notes. However, in my effort to make these conversations practical, I never want to oversimplify or discount the complexity of any of these topics. I believe that the hard work of truly living begins with the slow and often messy work of healing. The journey I want to invite you to is not towards instant solutions, surface-level answers, or linear change, but towards the whole-person transformation that I believe God offers each of us. On this journey, I'll also ask different guests to join us, and I'll be sharing a lot of personal stories as well, so that we can see how these concepts can be applied practically to our daily lives. Next week, we are going to begin a seven-week series on anxiety called The Wisdom of Anxiety, and you do not want to miss this first series. Over the next two months, we'll unpack what anxiety actually is, clear up common misconceptions, and talk about why we need to start viewing our anxiety as a signal to heed instead of a problem to hide. We'll dig into the ways that childhood trauma and anxiety can be connected, how triggers form, and what to do when you feel triggered. And as we go, we'll begin to experience how, rather than a place of shame or defeat, our anxiety is actually a place where we can radically encounter God's love, presence, and grace. One of the ways that I prepared for this podcast was to learn from diverse people and perspectives on where they were struggling or feeling stuck in their emotional health and spiritual journeys. To do this, I scheduled phone conversations with people from almost every stage and season of life, all with different life experiences and in different places in their walks with God. From grad students to grandparents, I asked everyone the same questions. I was amazed at their honesty, how similar some of their answers were, and how they gave language for many of my own experiences and struggles on this journey. Some of their insights were so powerful and relatable that, with permission, I wanted to share them here. Listen to what one woman said. She said, even though I know God loves me, I struggle with being able to love myself and believing that God loves me. When responding to a question about where she feels stuck and confused in her spiritual walk and emotional health, she added, I want help, but how do I grow? What steps do I take to grow? I don't know where to start. I feel stuck in my childhood trauma. I didn't believe that I had childhood trauma until I began to look back on my story, but I just keep pushing the struggles down and ignoring, ignoring, ignoring. I personally resonated with this longing from another phone call. She said, I want more peace. I want to be okay with myself. Then I would be able to breathe. Sometimes I feel like I just can't breathe. Someone else honestly admitted, I want to live for something other than checking the boxes and unrealistic expectations. And yet another woman honestly admitted, I struggle in silence 
and lack confidence, which makes me just do nothing. It's hard to believe in myself enough to change, which makes me feel insecure because of my own wounds that I can't work through. I have a sense that God is disappointed in me, one woman said. I live with this feeling that God loves me because he has to, but probably doesn't like me very much. I have this sense that something in my life is missing, and I feel guilty about that because shouldn't God be filling me up? Is something wrong with me? And finally, another woman addressed her confusion around this same void inside of her. I'm unsure of my part to play. Do I just pray and wait, or do I have to be proactive to fill whatever is missing? It's hard to discern what I'm supposed to be doing to fill this hole. Are there any quotes or phrases that especially resonated with you? A theme I noticed throughout these conversations and one that has often emerged in my own story is an ache for something more, something deeper. This feeling of stuckness, confusion, or avoidance related to past trauma or the pain of our childhoods, and a sense of discouragement or uncertainty about how to navigate a healing journey in the midst of the overwhelm and busyness that often characterizes our current lives. In every conversation, I noticed a desire for wholeness and peace with ourselves and God that we aren't experiencing or long to experience more of, and tension surrounding truths that we read about in scripture and truly believe, yet don't seem to be reflected in our stories. If any of these themes reflect your current life season, you're in the right place. These themes are going to shape the episodes on this podcast moving forward. But I also want to offer some encouragement for those of us who may feel discouraged, stuck, emotionally exhausted, or spiritually disoriented today, maybe even right now as you're listening. This past week, God gave me some verses to reflect on, and as I've been sitting with Him in these truths, I've sensed that they might be for you too. If you are listening to this podcast right now, I want you to know healing isn't just on the other side of heaven. In Psalm 27, 13, the psalmist writes, I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Life with God looks like restoration of our hearts, minds, bodies, and souls that is both now and not yet. This restoration is promised in the future, but it can also be experienced in our current lives today. I want you to know that God cares deeply about every moment of your story. When describing God's posture towards our pain and suffering, King David writes in Psalm 56, 8, You keep track of all my sorrows. You have collected all my tears in your bottle. You have recorded each one in your book. God sees, holds, and names every moment of suffering, betrayal, loss, abuse, trauma, injustice, and hurt that you have endured. He has experienced every moment with you. 
from the pain that has shattered you to the pain that you've long since discounted because it feels so small and insignificant. And more than this, he wants to heal those areas and places of woundedness, bondage, shame, and hiding inside of you. Participating with him and others in this work is not easy. It requires perseverance and the persistent commitment to do hard things. It requires us to continually show up in our relationships with others and to speak what is true about our souls, especially when we don't feel like it. This is part of what it means to walk the narrow road with Jesus. Although I'm new to this road, I can testify to the deep restoration and healing that God has and is doing in my life. So wherever you find yourself on this journey, whether you're listening in the messy or mundane, in a season of healing or struggle, on busy days or boring days, whether God feels close or distant, my prayer is that this podcast is a safe space to land and that you finish each episode feeling more understood and less overwhelmed. My hope is that we experience the Apostle Paul's prayer in 1 Thessalonians 5, which says, May the God himself, the God who makes everything holy and whole, make you holy and whole, put you together, spirit, soul, and body, and keep you fit for the coming of our Master, Jesus Christ. The one who called you is completely dependable. If he said it, he'll do it. And my prayer is that you and I grow ever more confident, as Philippians 1-6 says, that he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of our Lord Christ Jesus. So in light of all of this, I wanted to ask if I could share a little bit of my story and why this is so important to me. In 2018, I had just graduated high school and was on my way to a semester-long gap year program at a Bible college in southern Germany. I remember flying to Europe from Japan, where my family was living and serving as missionaries at the time, with so much hope and expectancy. I was excited about this Bible program that I was about to begin, and I couldn't wait for the backpacking trips through Italy, Paris, and Prague that I'd soon plan with friends over Christmas break. But more so, I was hoping that a change of scenery might fix my battle with clinical anxiety and the eating disorder that had slowly begun to consume my life over the last few years of high school. Why do sentences like that sound so logical when we think them, and yet so silly in reality? Externally, my gap year was exactly what I had envisioned. Morning lectures and weekend bike rides through nearby vineyards, smiling pictures in front of the Eiffel Tower and the Roman Colosseum. But the truth was, my outsides didn't match my insides. As my anxiety and eating disorder continued to worsen, I began to spiral into an even darker place. Internally, I was consumed with anxiety and shame. I'd become so numb and disconnected from myself that I didn't even realize how sick I was. Then one day towards the end of the semester, I was confronted by one of the staff members at the school who had noticed that I was struggling and was worried about my health. 
An hour later, I was sitting across from a doctor who diagnosed me with a severe eating disorder. So severe that I was told that I could go into cardiac arrest if I didn't get help immediately. I can't even begin to describe to you how broken and wildly unfixable I felt in that moment. As soon as I got back to my dorm from the doctor's office that day, I escaped to the only bathroom with a full door and lock. It was the only place I could go to be alone. I sat on the bathroom floor that day in a fetal position for over an hour. And on the bathroom floor, God felt so far away. Have you ever been in a place like this? I doubted my abilities to keep living my life. Two weeks later, my dad and I were on a plane to the U.S. where I was admitted into a residential treatment facility for the next two and a half months. This was my first time ever experiencing any kind of therapy. I remember walking into the treatment facility that day feeling so much shame. Shame over the anxiety that I was experiencing, Shame that my prayers for healing and my attempts to trust my anxiety away hadn't seemed to work. Shame over the fact that I needed therapy at all because was therapy actually spiritual or something that good Christians should need? During those two and a half months, I began a long process of surrendering to my own brokenness. Yes, Jesus made me to be whole, body, mind, and soul. But first, he was inviting me to acknowledge that I wasn't. As I experienced the hands, feet, and presence of Jesus embodied through trained therapists and other professionals whom God had specifically called and equipped in these ways, I began to heal one thought, one emotion, and one moment at a time. When I was discharged from treatment and started my freshman year of college a month later, that journey continued, and it still continues today. As I reflect back on the last seven years, there have been so many ups and downs and victories and setbacks. This journey has not and never will be linear. But I've experienced a God who has not moved. Even when I've perceived Him to be distant, disappointed, or absent— I'm discovering how present he's actually been. He's been intimately close every moment of my life, especially that moment on the bathroom floor. I've slowly come to understand that prayer and therapy, faith and feelings, were never intended to be on opposite ends of the spectrum. Spiritual and emotional health were never intended to be separated. So as we wrap up this episode and begin this journey together, I want to end with this. Every part of you, your heart, story, emotions, and thoughts matters to God. And He also wants you to experience Him with your whole self. I cannot wait to walk with you. And through these conversations, create space for both of us to grow in self-understanding and deeply encounter more of who He is. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. I'd love to hear from you. Connect with me on Instagram at TaylorJoy. 
If this conversation was helpful and you'd like more information about my other offerings to engage your story more deeply, check out my website, taylorjoymurray.co. Thank you.